Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Nick Turturro here on the Rich Eisen Show. Round of applause for our friend. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. My fanship. They can't lose this guy. So, you know, if you don't sign Judge, I might be done. Where are you going to go? The Rich Eisen Show. Nowhere. (laughs) Nowhere. Today's guests. UCLA Athletic Director Martin Jarman. Pro Football Hall of Famer Warren Sapp. Plus... Fox Sports College Football Analyst, Joel Klatt. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We're live in Los Angeles, California. I've been saying this kind of tongue-in-cheek, but you know what? Uh, It's the truth. Uh, Certainly, since uh, we have uh, the athletic director of UCLA, uh, Martin Jarman, as our first guest. It's Big Ten country. Los Angeles, California. Big Ten country. Yes, indeed. Yeah, baby. Big Ten country, and we welcome you to it right here on the Rich Eisen Show channel, 210 on the Roku channel. We also say hello to our terrestrial radio listeners, our Sirius XM listeners on Sirius channel, 218XM202, 992 for those who are listening to Sirius XM on the app. We say hello to those streaming us on Odyssey and listening to us whenever they darn well please on the podcast version of this show. All three hours of what you're about to consume here, either on the Roku channel or every other platform that i just mentioned you can listen to it every single day please hit us with the subscribe button when you get our podcast where all podcasts can be acquired thanks to the cumulus podcast network youtube.com slash rich eisen show for the entirety uh of uh, our archives and it's a lot of fun stuff and we've got a ton of fun interesting conversations set up today because again our first get we got a lot of college football on our mind today uh martin jarman who is the UCLA uh, athletic director. He is in our green room. He's going to join us in about 18 minutes time. UCLA with a big win at the Rose Bowl over Utah last week. Utah taking USC, taking on the other new Big Ten team from uh, Southern California later on this weekend. And a huge college football weekend with Alabama visiting Tennessee, three versus six. Penn State visiting my alma mater, Michigan for Five versus 10, Michigan versus Penn State. Joel Klatt, who's calling that game on Fox Sports, is going to join us in hour number three. And then um, I got a text the other day in the midst of the whole to-do over the roughing the passer penalties that have been called. Um, Absurdly by two officials over the weekend. Uh, Got somebody who wants to chime in on the subject matter. Got a text from one Warren Sapp, saying he wants in. Okay. 
He wants in. Tag him in. He wants, wants in? in on the conversation. Oh. And so much so, he is coming up for air from his Hawaiian vacation to chime in on the subject matter. He's in Hawaii right now? Indeed he is. Three hours behind us in Big Ten Country. I was going to say, is he going to be awake for yes, this Yes, because he, said, he says that he's kept his watch on Eastern Standard Time on his <laughs> wrist. Okay. And I asked him, is everything okay if you want to really do it? And he wrote... Hashtag scuba sap coming up. (laughs) That's the hashtag he used. Wow. In a text. He's hashtagging his own scuba sap coming up for air. Uh, Okay. Because he wants in on this subject matter. That's uh, that's awesome. Oh, yes. And when uh, we set it all up, um, instead of saying Roger that, he said Brady that. Hmm. Brady that. And I'm like, what do you mean? Ever since they won the Super Bowl in Tampa with Brady, it's now no longer Roger that, it's Brady that. I'm like, okay. That's so awesome. Sap is bringing <laughs> his awesome. A game. That is awesome. <laughs> and he's ready for us. That'll be in the middle of hour number two. And uh, we'll also have a, a fun October tradition here on the Rich Eisen Show. For those who are new to us, maybe because you're watching us on the Roku channel, channel 210 for the first time. Um, every year right around this time. Usually we do it after four games, but since they expanded to a 17-game regular season schedule, kind of threw us off a little bit. But now that we've got five games in, uh, Chris Brockman is going to give me the names of, what, six NFL teams? Six? We're going six. We're going three in each conference. Okay, and we are going. you're going to ask me their chances of making the postseason. Yes. And we call the... Um, we call the segment we talk in playoffs or what based on a caller we got from Long Island years ago like three in years ago. in the depths of the Pat Shermer um, mediocrity, and that might actually even be upgrading what the Giants really were going into the season when they had no shot. They had no shot <laughs> in that in the in the league in which in the league in which we love it so much is because everybody's got a shot. We knew the Giants had no shot. Zero. This guy from Long Island called in and asked this question. We talking playoffs or what? And then never called again. <laughs> never. <laughs> we don't know what. We don't remember to this his team. name. Nope. <laughs> we hope white, he's still around. He's a white whale. I yep. just want to hear from him again. He I is hope he's alive. He is apps. He's the personification of the optimistic New York fan that has no business being optimistic. <laughs> So later on, we're gonna we're gonna play another rousing annual tradition edition of uh, we talk in playoffs or what? Where are you, bro? I don't know where he is, uh, but we're all here, uh, as I mentioned in Big Ten country. And you know, I, I kind of m- mentioned this, uh, touched upon it just a, a couple of minutes ago, and we might as well hit it again here. Um, we talk. Every now and then in the non-playing seasons, in the depths of uh, trying to fill some time on a a three-hour sports talk uh, show, many people do this. It's not just us. Just talk about what's the best time of uh, of the year. What's the best month on the sports calendar? Mm -hmm. And some people mention January because it's the college football national championship and it's the NFL playoffs. And many people mention April, right? April's a good one. April's a real good one. Because that's when NBA and NHL playoffs begin. Yep. That is when the Masters occur. Yep. That is when the Final Four occurs. That is when baseball throws its first pitch. It's a really good month. April's really strong. You hear that? Then you hear September is one because football's back. Right? You get 
the pennant races and things of that nature. October gets mentioned a lot, too. And the reasons are sometimes not obvious when you're talking about April and things of that nature. But this weekend is exactly why October is mentioned on the sports calendar. Because look at the football docket this weekend. We are so blessed. And I know I'm saying this on the day that week six of the NFL kicks off with the Washington Commanders at the Chicago Bears. I understand that. I get it. Even that game, okay, with Carson Wentz and the Washington Commanders having started this season at an unacceptable one and four. Not acceptable. When you've got playmakers on offense and you've got a defense that's waiting to get Chase Young back, but it's not acceptable. And the coach Ron Rivera, when asked why you're one and why are you one and four, and the rest of the division is either four and one or five and zero, oh, and he basically stares right at the reporter, doesn't blink, doesn't stutter, and says quarterback. And then we learn today about what's going on potentially with the Washington Commanders and Dan Snyder, and in the midst of that mind-boggling, mind-numbing, mind-blowing reports about Dan Snyder and what he might be up to to try and save himself from being tossed out of the league by 24 of his colleagues in membership is that he's the one who apparently pushed for the once deal in Washington. (laughs) So you got that on top of everything tonight when he goes into Chicago. Where the Bears and Eberflus have a chance to get to 500. By the way, you always are what you are in the NFL. So even a game where people like carping on an NFL matchup that is less than huge. Every game's huge. And this weekend you've got Eagles, Cowboys. Five and zero versus four and one. Sunday night. Sunday night in front of the whole country. Varsity. Let's go. And then prior to that, it's entirely possible that the kickoff of Sunday night football comes right on the heels of the end of Bills and Chiefs late window on CBS. <laughs> you got that on top of it. Okay, that might be the varsity game. Right? And the Cardinals <laughs> and the Seahawks, by the way, that game might end right as Sunday night football starts because if there's a game four right. oh, yeah. in the playoff series between the Mariners and the Astros – First pitch of that game is slated for the exact time when the Seahawks would kick off against the Cardinals, and they play right next door to each other in Seattle. That start time would get moved an hour and a half to accommodate the traffic. Yeah, 2.30 local in Seattle. Wow. And that's a huge game, too. And Tom Brady visits Pittsburgh. And well, that's not going to be a close game. Uh, you know, you could say that all you want. You said that also with all due respect about Monday night game between the Raiders and Chiefs and look what happened there. I mean, you did say that. The Jets that. are in Green Bay. <laughs> Laugh all you want about the gangrene versus Green Bay. That's pretty damn big. And every single game you see on the docket. Where all you're kind of sneaky. Two and f- yeah. All of them, you're two and yeah. three. Rich, we're not laughing at the Jets right Patriots now. And Bra- Patriots and Browns. Belichick back where he once belonged, and they're two and three, because this is the time of year. You got the Ravens and the Giants, right? The G-Men at home trying to bounce the Ravens after they just beat the Bengals, who 
put Joe Burrow back in the Superdome this weekend. I mean, all of these games, we've now gotten enough football action for the stakes to be raised to a significant point in week six where you better start winning because if you don't win now, then everything after that is must win. Or you want to keep on keeping on with your great start. The stakes just get this much more intense right now. And the same thing goes with college football. Tennessee. Who the hell thought? We we were talking about last week's game, Texas A&M and Alabama. We circled that one in the summer because of what went on between Jimbo Fisher and obviously Nick Saban. And now Nick's showing up after that one into Tennessee where Rocky Top thinks they've, they're about to take out Nick. Michigan and Penn State, five versus 10. Again, we've got the AD of UCLA coming out here shortly. UCLA and Chip Kelly, top 20. Here we go. USC versus Utah. This is where things begin to get really intense. And then, oh yeah, I just mentioned playoff baseball. Padres just drew blood on the Dodgers last night. Braves got even after having the Phillies draw blood on them looks like Yankees and Guardians get rained out tonight but Houston how will Seattle respond to getting gutted baseball playoffs we're down to the final eight that's in full swing the NBA tips off next week we're all talking about what the hell's going on with the defending world champs because sucker punches get thrown in practice and how they're going to be able to put that back together. We just had Jeannie Buss here. The Lakers are about to tip off against those Warriors. Zion tweaked his ankle last night. Oh, I mean, this on, is the – and I really begin uh, – I'm beginning to talk myself into some lofty goals about your Clippers. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> same, same thing hey, yesterday. Tranquilo. You know, the yeah. Nets put it all back together. and The Celt- drama. Celtics have drama. Like. Everything we just saw through the summer. They're about to tip off. The NHL just dropped puck. The Avalanche know how to celebrate, huh? Mm-hmm. Connor McDavid showing that uh, he can put the biscuit in the basket. A hat trick. I'm going to the Kings game tonight, Jay. See, you're going to a Kings game. So am I. Look at you guys. Oh, you guys going together? Look wow. at you guys dropping pucks together. We should carpool. They're best friends. Just keep it a secret. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. This is why October, <laughs> this is why I, I, I always put my marker on October. This is a, this, this weekend. I love it. You do. I love it. Until Michigan starts playing football in a game that matters, and then I get really nervous. Yeah, that is also true. <laughs> But that's what it's all about. Stakes get raised in football. Just enough for these stuff for this stuff. We know what people already are, right? Or what can be, or what holes they need to dig out of. This is this is it. This weekend, I I, I love it. What say you? Eight four four two zero four. Rich being the number to dial. Joel Klatt of Fox Sports, uh, who is going to Ann Arbor today. Um to call Saturday's Big Noon on Fox. Fourth straight week, he's calling a Michigan football game, Big Noon on Fox. Third time, he's going to the big... Oh, second time, pardon me. He's going to the big house. 
Uh, he called Maryland at Michigan, and then he called Iowa, Michigan at Iowa, Michigan at Indiana, and he's calling Penn State at Michigan this weekend. Huge game. I'll ask him about both of the college football contests I just mentioned. Warren Sapp wants in on the roughing the passer conversation. So when 99 says I want in, uh, you open the door gingerly <laughs> as he's coming up for air from uh, his scuba vacationing in Hawaii. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> scuba snap. Yes. Sap. Scuba snap coming up. Hashtag. <laughs> when we come back, let's talk. Uh, let's talk some Big Ten football with a UCLA Athletic director. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. He's on the Rich Eisen Show. Martin Jarman, when we come back right here. We eight clap for the Rich Eisen Show when we come back. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. Back on the Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate, and uh, we're, we're thrilled to have our whole family together. And again, uh, introducing our, our in-studio guest, the athletic director of UCLA Athletics, Martin Jarman, here on the Rich Eisen Show. And so uh, let's just jump into it, man. I have, yeah. uh, I'm a Michigan guy, which again, uh, <laughs> so a couple of years ago in the Final Four, um, it was very disappointing for me. While well, your elation led to my deflation, yes. it's okay, but it's just <laughs> testing my. That percent. shot almost went in. It's <laughs> it almost went in. I was scared. Key, I was scared. Key word is almost for you, <laughs> uh, no doubt about it. And so, uh, Big Ten country. Yeah. Now, when you took the gig in in 2020, was there any inkling in your mind that you might be taking over a Big Ten program? No, back no, then? you can't imagine that. You know. Um, not at all. I, I just knew what UCLA was and what it represented. Uh, but 
college athletics was changing so much. That's what I did know. And that was in the, in the heart of the pandemic. It had just started right. when I took the job. So uh, I had enough things that were, that were on the plate right off the bat that uh, I wasn't even thinking about conference realignment. And so, you know, and you obviously have your roots in, in the Big Ten in college athletics and in, in the athletic department. And again, uh, just pointing out, Chris and everyone else t- testing my professionalism for having Martin here, Michigan State <laughs> Associate Athletic Director. And then, of course, he had some time uh, with OSU. I'm sorry, the Ohio State University. <laughs> um, so you know the conference. Yeah, I been, mean, I you know it very years well. In the conference. Yes. yes. Yeah. Spent 15 years in the conference. Um, know the conference very well. Very competitive, high level academic athletics. I'm very familiar with it. So. Um, it was it was something that I was familiar with. So when when did you first catch wind that this is a possibility, Martin? That you go to the Big Ten? Well, you, about that, you know, the thing that you start with, you always want to position your student athletes for success. Yes. And and I look at UCLA and our student athletes, and what's going to give us the best opportunity to win big and compete big at the highest level? That's what our students deserve. That's what they come to UCLA for. Yes, they want that platform. And so looking at college athletics, um, it's very chaotic. You've got name, image, and likeness. You had the transfer portal starting. You had conference realignment, I, I believe, in uh, July of 21 with, with Oklahoma and Texas. And so everything was shifting. And, and you kind of look at, okay, what's going to position us for whatever college athletics is looking like and where it's going? Yes. And that was, to me, that was the Big Ten. You know, there were too many positives about uh, competing that. One, from an exposure standpoint, uh, is significant. And that's for our student athletes. And now you're entering a name, image, and likeness era where brand and exposure and and being able to showcase your skills and talents is big. And, you know, being on the West Coast, you you know this, like East Coast, you don't always see games. If it's a late game, East Coast is not watching. And so now you're in an environment where you want to showcase your student athletes and their skills. And and what is that platform that's going to be available to them to to show that? So – those kind of things just got got us thinking like, you know what, uh, we need to really look at this thing. And um, and that was the time to do it. And so uh, was it around the summer? Is that when it was or you know, sometime you, you earlier started, this year? You're always looking at it. You started right. probably uh, in the fall of, of, of 21 just thinking about things. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, things moved quickly later. Uh, but it was it was something that was always like in the back of your mind, like, man, that, that makes a lot of sense for different reasons. It was a fit academically and athletically in some of the institutions. Um, so to me, it, yes. it, it made sense, but it was a matter of, I don't know if it can happen or not. And it was just a long process. Of course, uh, but it did come together really fast. So my question for you, if you're willing to share, was USC a partner in this? Like, were you, did it was your participation in the Big Ten tied to USC's and they to yours in any way? No, shape they or? they had their separate path. We we both had separate paths. We were always thinking about UCLA. You know, from from my yeah. standpoint, what makes sense for us. And as I I learned more and we started learning more yes. and gathering information, it just made sense for us. So that was that was never. I was not in communication with them, or or we weren't uh, mm-hmm. because when you do something like this, you're very focused. It, it's only a small. Uh, amount of people at all that are that are involved in something like this decision so um you know our chancellor was great and administration and and we just kind of moved forward and it worked out they took the vote and it was unanimous right and then it just 
happened to be? Like you just, oh, USC's coming too? I mean, was that how it was? I mean, you? it was towards the end, yes. you, you got an idea, but it yeah. wasn't like something that was together the whole time. I mean, it, it came together really fast at the end, and that's when yes. obviously you, you were aware that they were um, applying for membership, yes. and, and we were at the same time. But, uh, but it was something at the end. How concerned are you that your games at the Rose Bowl, by the way, which I, I covered games at the Rose Bowl mm-hmm. for Michigan. I love this facility. I want this facility. I'm, I'm upset, to be very honest, that they're, we're, we're going to see the national championship game in Los Angeles, in Southern California, and it's not at the Rose Bowl. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I understand how beautiful SoFi is, and I love the people at SoFi, but, you know, I mean, the Rose Bowl, in the San Diego Mountains. It is yeah, iconic. iconic. It is. But how concerned are you that it's going to be a road game for you in the first couple of years, maybe, in the Big Ten? World. As far as the stadium, yes, no, just in terms of the fans. Oh, uh, that, that, you know, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. No, you know, you know our mean, fans have been great. You know, there, there are a lot of things early on in the season that you got to come back when you're when you're in the valley and in Pasadena. You know, the heat was really hard. Yes, and then, but they, we had some fans there, and I appreciate those fans being there. Uh, you know, we don't start. We're on a quarter system, not a semester, so our students don't come until the third or fourth game yes. in school. So there are a lot of things that go into that, but uh, the reality is once you you win and you have ex- good experience, fans come. And that's what they did the last game and last two games. So I'm excited about about the fans and, and just where we're going and what we're doing. Well, obviously what's going on right now is fantastic. Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. And then, you know, your next game, if I'm not mistaken, it's a homecoming for Chip, right? <laughs> going up to Oregon and but, – but bringing a, a – a team that's right on the cusp of top 10 has got to be... It's going to be a great game. I mean, Oregon's really talented. And, right. and I think Chip would tell you, you know, it's not about him. It's about our, our, our guys and their guys. And, you know, you're going to go for uh, 60 minutes and, and whoever the best is going to win. But it's, it's going to be electric. I've never been there with fans. Because two years ago, uh-huh. we played there. Right. And uh, it was the I was the only one. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't any fans. So I've heard it is like one of the best... <laughs> kind of atmospheres in the Pac-12, so we'll, we're excited about it. How much blowback are you getting about your decision going about your business in the Pac-12 this year, oh, Martin? You know, I don't worry about that. Uh, when, when it's something like this, you do what's in the best interest of your students. You know, and in my heart of hearts, I know it's the right decision for us. Right. Um, a lot of UCLA people are excited. Uh, by and large, a majority of our student-athletes are excited. Um, I've talked to over 200 student-athletes. They're, they're geeked about this. They're mm-hmm. pumped about it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's who I serve. So that's, that's who I concern myself with. And so, um, you know, you, the outside noise, you can, you can get caught up in that. But when you know you're doing the right thing, mm-hmm. you sleep well. And, and I do. And it's just about focusing now on preparation, getting ready. That's two years from now. Yes. So what do we need to do to make sure that when we get to the Big Ten, we're ready to compete at the highest level off the rip. When are you going to have – are you already in conversations about which division you're in or what's going no, on with this? We, we in football, obviously. Yeah, no, we haven't had those conversations yet. We're doing internal work. Right now we're looking at the Big Ten teams internally. We're having committees with student-athletes on it, with coaches, assessing where we stack up yes. in different resources-wise. So we'll do that, and then next year we'll start to look at really, okay – what does it look like in all of our sports as far as competition in the Big Ten? And what do we need to where we can go from day one and be successful and compete at the highest level? Sure. So we haven't had those conversations with the Big Ten yet. We're, we're really just kind of focused on our own work and then looking and assessing what the competition is. How do you put a schedule together, right? I mean, what's, what are the challenges there? Well, right you got to have those decisions sooner than later. Yeah, I mean, obviously, right. like, yes. like football especially, but um, even basketball – 
you know, um, signing day for football is, I think, December 23rd. Mm -hmm. uh, for the Olympic sports, it's, it's uh, November 9th. So you got to start to, at some point in the next two months here, you got to have some clarity, hopefully, on scheduling and different parameters so that we can kind of put that stuff together. What about travel? What about your – and, and not yeah. – because we're – obviously, I've, I've, I've spent the first uh, 10 minutes in this conversation with you football-centric. You yeah. know, we've barely touched upon <laughs> basketball, and, you know, UCLA has a history in that. Uh, the the Prime time, the the I guess um, the the rest of your athletic department yeah and travel budget for for I guess for the lack of a better phrase non revenue sports or revenue mm-hmm. the, the the lesser revenue sports I'm trying to come up with the proper words where I don't put my foot in my mouth but what what are the challenges for for that for for a team based out here in Southern California when everyone else is mostly on the Eastern Time Zone in the yeah conference? you know it, it will be a little more travel but there's some mitigation things that we're doing we're working with the Big Ten. There's going to be some scheduling things that they're going to help us with. Obviously, having Southern Cal go in as well. We're going to share resources, looking at charters and different things. So it's not, it's not going to be probably what you hear as far as uh, significantly more than we do right now. Yeah. You know, it's going to be close to the same number of trips, if not uh, for some of our sports less. And actually, 11, I believe, of our sports aren't going to be impacted uh, from moving to the Big Ten. Certain sports, golf, you have 16 teams at a at a neutral site you know it's not a, a traditional travel on the road play two games come back right so it's not going to even be all of our sports that are significantly impacted the ones that do they're going to be some mitigation things that we're able to do whether it's charter whether it's academic support some different things so it's not going to be significant it's going to be a little more but it's not going to be probably what some uh, some of the stuff that is said out there does ucla have cold weather gear does it exist we don't right now but but we got we got time i know you got you know, time nike you got connections and, nike and jordan brand have been great you know i'm sure that we can we can ramp up if like, we need like winter to. like ucla winter caps <laughs> You know? you know, but you know, a lot of teams are going to like coming out to Southern California. You know, oh, that, it, it goes I, both ways now. Oh, I know that. You know, true. That's true. I know that. That's going to be good. Can I give you uh, an idea? Yes. Okay. I love ideas. It's because we People all, give me a lot of ideas. We, we call it RES Consulting, <laughs> Rich Eisen Show Consulting. Okay. We put it in there. It, when, when you come up with the winter cap, you know, maybe with the ball on top. What do we call those? Yeah. The, the, the winter. Tuca, toboggan, what, what, scully. You call it a beanie, right? Or whatever beanie. it might be. Okay. You call it an eight cap. Eight cap. That is good. That is good. What do we call it? An eight cap <laughs> at UCLA. An eight cap. Clap, clap, I'm gonna get on the phone clap, clap. after this. I like that. That's a good. Huh? That's a good idea. Thank you. Well, now, now do you want any royalties? I mean, it's yes. got to be clean. Can it's, we? Can we get that what? for free? RES Consulting. This one. This one's on the house. <laughs> yeah. We could talk about future relationships. There we go. For RES Consulting. First one's on the house. We need to work on the business plan. Yeah. See, I'm talking to a business yeah. guy. I, have a good business I need a, ba- a business plan. Yeah, I know. But the By first one, you got to come to Paula. You got to get to a basketball oh, game too. You know that's I ramping would up. Love that. And we're serving beer and wine. We just announced it yesterday. <laughs> beer and wine. Why do you point that out to me? Do I well, you look like the kind of guy that enjoys a, a nice glass of wine <laughs> right. while you watch uh, sports. By the way, did you notice Martin Jarman <laughs> just went high, higher register on me about our idea? By the way, higher register on the Rich Eisen show is you say something you don't believe yeah, in the higher right. register, or you're surprised. Like, hey, that's not a bad idea. Like that wasn't a, <laughs> like you were surprised. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Yeah, we had a good idea. I, like, you were surprised that my I idea was, was actually functional. I was surprised at the quality of the suggestion. I was. <laughs> it was really good. I was surprised at the quality. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you. Here, Martin. Thank you. You heard the surprise in I my did voice. Hear. We'll just again, we'll call it a nice <laughs> welcome to the Big Ten freebie. An eight cap. An eight cap. And then we'll yeah. send you one. We'll send, we'll send everybody. We'll send you guys. Well, hold on a second. Well, we're, we're a team. We're a team. <laughs> Would you mind taking a suggestion from a fan as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, Sean Mitchell of the Rich Eisen Show uh, staff. Our, our digital coordinating producer of our digital program. Diehard UCLA. Diehard UCLA fan. Request for Jarman. Tell him UCLA fans want the return of the Navy Blue script on the helmet. The Navy Blue script on the helmet. Yeah. There you go. Take that. Uh-oh. You don't like that as much no, no, as the 8 No, I'm thinking. Okay. I'm, they I'm, want I'm, the return well, of the... You, you got the Navy was, Blue script on your zip-up right here. Right. That's what he wants on the helmet, I think. My first thought was, what would Chip think about that? That's what I was, I was going through my head like, I wonder, See, what, that's I wonder what Chip would think about that. That's the athletic director in you. Yes. That's, a, that's you the first thought was like, you know, I don't, I don't know if Chip wants to change something that's been for a while. But, but okay. hey, we always take suggestions. Okay, run that up the flagpole. Run it up the flagpole. And so, if, okay, so if we, see, <laughs> if we see the script UCLA on the helmet, We'll know, you know, that we definitely have to have a, a Rich Eisen show consulting yeah, relationship. Yeah. With I know the we'd have to go into business Westwood. then. We would have to. We would have to. I okay. understand that. Very good. I understand. That. Um, before I before I let you go, let's talk a little bit about the future with you, if you if you don't mind. The athletic sure. director of UCLA, uh, Martin Jarman, here on the Rich Eisen show. So when when UCLA and USC joined the Big Ten, um, my first thought was this is this is the beginning of the end of the way that college athletics has been arranged. That simple. You now have a conference where Rutgers is right near the Jersey Shore and UCLA and USC is right near, you know, the Pacific Ocean. Like, we've never seen anything like this before and that it's only going to stand to reason another conference might try that. Do you think we're heading towards just a power five world and everyone else has just got to maybe play in relegation and things of that nature. Are we looking at a sort of professionalizing of the way that college athletics is put together, certainly on the football front? What do you think? I don't think that I I think we're under extreme change right now in college athletics. I think everything is chaotic. And so when there's chaos, it's almost like the markets right now, you feel like anything can happen or the worst can happen so I think if we take a breath, mm-hmm. I really do think things are going to calm now in college athletics, but I do think the rate of change is not going to. Mm-hmm. And so right now with NIL, for example, you talk about is there congressional help to, to try to normalize some of the rules, to try to make it consistent. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't. I would say don't bet on that. Don't, is what I would that's say. Right, that's the NCAA phrase. Don't bet on it. By the way. That's good. <laughs> well, it's man. in the NFL that's phrase good. too. Um, so, but, but the reason why I'm saying that uh, that this is the 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 way that college athletics is heading towards being arranged is if you're waiting for Congress to step in, we might right. get old and gray. Right. So this way, you you can create your own much smaller world. Yep. Where. You, your program and other like-minded programs mm-hmm. with similar goals and similar revenues and similar budgets can all get together and figure out NIL on your own. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I, it's I, easier to do that with right, a smaller you're not gonna, subset. You're not going to solve your problems waiting for someone else right. to solve them. Or having 300 schools say, I want this, Correct. I want that. Correct. I, I do so. think you're going to see some change where some autonomy will come in to some of the, the Autonomous Five conferences. I think um, as we consolidate a little more, the, yeah. the, the, the power and um, the rules and everything governing, 
it needs to equate for the differences in schools. You know, mm-hmm. we're different. We look different than, um, you know, I don't want to pick on a school, but, no, like, but it's, there's some realities Somebody's there. Somebody's not from Southern California that's in a conference currently like the Pac-12. There, there's, there's some right. realities that are different among the schools. No question. And that has to be addressed. And and my hope is that we, as a as an NCAA, as, as institutional leadership, we figure it out. We can't worry about others to try to figure out our own challenges. So that said, yes. it's, it's going to change, but um, I don't think it's going to be like this. You're, you're going to like Premier League or something. I don't think that's going to happen at okay. all. Like, I, I just think it's going to change differently. We don't know what it is, but I, but I hope that the leadership in college athletics right now can take more of a step forward and say, hey, this is what makes our game and makes the student athletes best. And we try to do it that way. Hey, look, I know you've got enough on your plate. It's just a lot. Trying, it's trying a to lot. assimilate into a new, uh, yeah. you know, or trans transition from your current world to the next one. But wh- 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 where is this autonomous, you know, uh, power going to come <clears throat> from? If, if it's not the NCAA, is it the college football playoff system, which is separate from the NCAA? What do you I, think? I think that's going to be part of it. But also, we have a transformation committee that's that's doing work right now that's okay. going to recommend changes. You know, I, I think it's going to be um, transformation committee, CFP. Those things are changing, uh, and and then I don't know. You know, the reality is you just got to position your program for what's best, and that's what we're trying to do at UCLA. That's why we're doing what we're doing, and um, it's going to be a, a, an interesting ride. But the basketball world doesn't get touched, right? I mean, because you get the tournament is as good as it's ever I love ever the been. tournament. I don't, I don't see why we would. You know, I love the tournament. Of course you love the tournament. Look how you've performed in it the last couple of years. Come I think there's now. a lot of excitement, though, about the tournament. I don't, I, don't, right. I don't hear a lot of those external pressures as far as that needs to change. Yes. You know, so I don't see that changing. Um, that's just my opinion. I'm, I'm one guy. But um, NCAA tournament basketball is, is one of the best things. I mean, I played in it. I, I know what that experience is for student-athletes. Um, it's remarkable. And so I, I hope that that doesn't change. That's my hope. What was what was UNC Wilmington? Were you a 12 seed? 15 seed. 15 seed. 15 Who'd seed. You took on two seed at who? Who'd you take on two seed? Two seed at Cincinnati. The well, year Bob that Huggins? Kenyon Martin broke his leg. Oh, man. And um, if I'm not mistaken, they might have had an assistant coach named Mick Cronin on the staff. <laughs> How's that? Come so. on. This is the smallest <laughs> of worlds. Yeah, yeah no. Small, so you're playing how many minutes? Uh, seven, eight. Okay, minutes, so you brought the like energy. That. You brought the energy off the bench. Okay, so you're you're coming off the bench, or you're playing in for for 15 seated <laughs> UNC Wilmington yeah. in an NCAA tournament game against the second seated Cincinnati Bearcats. Assistant coach is now the head coach of UCLA, and you're the athletic director. I mean, you can't make, you can't make it up man. this up. And will you tell Mick Cronin one thing for me, please? Talk about not uh, succumbing to outside pressures. I love the fact that he suits and boots, man. Still, uh, I love it. He's clean. He's clean. I just love he's it. Clean. Everybody else dresses like they're going to the gym. <laughs> you know, they, 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 you know, I understand what the pandemic was doing and everybody just like comes yeah. back into dressing down. But, you know, we're, we're, I think the, the, the ability to, to suit and boots still exists. He's one of the few doing it. And I love it. Yeah. He, he looks great in it too. It's okay. like every, every yeah. couple games he wears a suit that I'm like, Man, that suit was really nice. I like really. Like, yes, he, nobody does it anymore. I, I mean, now Jay Wright, even even before he retired, he 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 gave he up on looking. Yeah, he used to yeah. dress like Johnny Dangerously, and now he dressed, <laughs> you know, and they started dressing like he's going to the gym. All right, there there it is. Look, come on, 
That's a basketball coach right there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Until he's, you know, bouncing I'll Michigan from the tournament. Will you tell him that, please? I tell will. him that. Uh, thanks for coming in. Hopefully, you know, whenever your schedule allows, just come down the 405. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't know it was that. this easy to get here, man. I might have to be here a little more now. See, now that's see. You see now look, we hear that a lot. You're yeah. from you're from North Carolina. You spent a lot of time in the Midwest. Just took you two years for wondering like the 405 is too much. It's just I understand. <laughs> yes, the LA thing. You're already you're already you're already here in I'm LA. I got there, it for man. two I'm years. It's Big Ten country, don't you know? Martin Jarman, thanks for coming in here. Thanks for much having appreciate. me, brother. I appreciate that's it, the, man. You got it. That's the athletic director of UCLA. Athletics right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Look for the eight cap in a store near you very, very soon. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Looking to buy a new home? Navy Federal Credit Union has loan options and resources help their members save and make sure they get the best deal. Right now, Navy Federal is going to contribute up to $1,000 as a lender credit towards closing costs on your new home. Plus, members save on their monthly payments since there's no requirement for private mortgage insurance. And that's not all. Navy Federal offers low rates and fees, too, so you could save even more. And Navy Federal's experts can help you choose the best option for you. So the loan home loan process is as smooth an experience as possible. It's insured by NCUA, Navy Federal Credit Union, equal housing lender, qualifying members with purchase mortgage applications after September 16th, 2022 may receive up to $1,000 towards actual closing costs applied at closing with no cash back and subject to loan program maximum contribution limits. Subject to change, ask your loan officer for detail. Navy Federal Credit Union, learn more at NavyFederal.org. Our members are the mission. It's a fun chat with the athletic director. Yeah, that was great. He says there. Well, I, I don't know, man. I'm just thinking one day. Look at me saying I don't. I don't know the athletic director who's involved in the Big Ten <laughs> transition in the middle of everything with the 11th ranked football team in the country and UCLA basketball in his back pocket and everything else, but <laughs> doesn't know. I don't know, but don't you think this is heading towards? 64, 70, 80, whatever member schools and 
we'll figure out who's in, who's not. Some, some, are, some, all, most are in. Then there's going to be another league where you can be relegated into and and elevated to. He says he doesn't think it'll be Premier League. I it just. I don't know why that wouldn't be the perfect setup for college football. Premier League and college absolutely. football. Absolutely. Is the way to go. Is the way to go. Because it's not just the revenue aspect of it, and it it's not just the scheduling aspect of it. The NIL world, that's all you hear from folks who are, that we interview athletic directors, coaches, commissioners, Right? They're all like wanting some uniformity, some uniformity. And if they're waiting for college football to do it themselves from the NCAA home office or Congress to do it, never going to happen. Old and gray. You'll go old and gray before that happens. Well, we'll we'll dye our hair. Getting together, yeah. (laughs) Getting together and and creating a small subset where you can then. Say we're all like-minded, like revenue universities. We all have similar goals. We're all very similar in our DNA from the conferences we used to be part of. Let's create our own NIL rules in here, and everyone else can do whatever they want to do. That's it. Uh, I, I I can't. I, I I the question is is what is the impetus to make it happen? You know, you mentioned a transitionary uh, committee. Uh, I mean, what is the impetus to make it happen? To sit down and say, finally, we're going to figure this thing out. As opposed to piecemealing it together and doing a four-team playoff, and now I guess they'll expand to a a 12-team system that's coming. That might be part of the impetus after going through that process and seeing that the sky hasn't fallen, the world hasn't crumbled, and you can then figure out the next step as to who's involved in those 12 team playoff system world. And I, I really feel that the domino that would tumble to make this thing happen is Notre Dame deciding or Clemson being free of whatever ACC contract holds that conference together still in the ever-changing world. That might be what changes it. Joel Klatt's going to join us to talk about the college football weekend to come with Alabama visiting Tennessee and Penn State visiting Michigan. That's He's an hour number three. Warren Sapp's going to join us shortly. He wants in on the roughing the passer world that we live in right now. We all know Grady Jarrett's sack of Brady wasn't roughing the passer. And we all know that Chris Jones's sack ripped fumble and fumble recovery, one of the most athletic moves I've seen <laughs> From a three hundred some odd pound man, that wasn't roughing. He wasn't. He wasn't roughing Derek Carr. He was sacking him to the ground. Made an yeah. incredible play and actually used the offhand, his non-ball carrying hand, which you never say about somebody who's in the process of sacking a quarterback ever, <laughs> right? He actually used that hand to make sure he didn't put his full body weight on him. That wasn't roughing either. I think we have an, an idea which way Sapp's going to lean in this. You know, I think Sapp's going to want this damn thing reviewed, and I think he wants he's he's with me as well. These should yeah. be reviewed, and just to bring everyone up to speed, I don't mean that a, a an official coach gets to throw a challenge flag on it. I'm saying that the NFL already has an eye in the sky from the headquarters of the NFL, where people are looking at games and helping. Officials spot footballs and save coaches 
challenges by reversing immediately called fumbles or reversing immediately called incomplete passes to the other thing and spotting footballs. And we should fold roughing the passer into that. And I'm just genuinely concerned that the folks who make these decisions in the competition committee and the operations office and then maybe ownership, it doesn't doesn't understand the enormity of this. And what causes me to feel that lately um, is just knowing that nothing's going to get changed in the middle of the season in terms of reviewing that. And I understand that that's precedence. They don't want to have a season where five ga- five weeks was reviewed a certain way and the rest isn't is now reviewed a different way. I get that. But the, the, the issue of just not understanding the enormity of it comes from a tweet like Adam Schefter's from today. Put it up on the screen. Adam, our buddy Shefty, tweeting out, a league source said today, quote, there is no backing down on enforcing rules that are in place to protect the health and safety of players, including quarterbacks, who by rule are considered defensive players when they are in a passing posture, end quote. And I read this and I'm like, hey, I don't know who this person is. I might be very friendly with them. And if, if I am, uh, I, I uh, uh, sincerely Say with all due respect in advance. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about we want less roughing the passer penalties called. We're talking about we want less roughing the passer penalties that aren't roughing the passer called. That's what we're looking for. Okay? Good point. This is what we're asking about. Not saying, oh, you're protecting the quarterback too much. No, no, no. And we all understand Jerome Boger and Carl Sheffers, the referees involved, are well-intentioned and are sent onto the field as the first line of protection, as the thin blue line to make sure of quarterbacks are not roughed. It's, that's understood. We want to help them not blow the call in front of the whole country, <laughs> right. leading us to talk about Carl Sheffers' mind-bogglingly unintelligible response as to why he called it roughing the passer instead of the actual remarkable athletic play of a remarkably talented player like Chris Jones. That's all we're asking about. We're not asking for you to call fewer roughing the passer calls. We're asking you to call fewer stupid <laughs> roughing the passer calls. That's it. And that just gives me concern. Like, you don't get it. You don't get what we're saying and what damage is being called amongst, uh, caused amongst the fan base who loves this sport and wants it better officiated. That's it. That's what we're asking for. No one's saying call fewer. Fewer have actually been called this year. We just want fewer stupid of them called. Hour two coming up. Oh, I should come up with a better word than stupid, I guess. Well, I mean, it is. Absurd. It is kind of. Nonsensical. Ridiculous. Nonsensical. Uh, Game altering. Maddening. Infuriating. But we want fewer of those. Yeah, I mean, all of the above. So when I hear it, it's just like, I don't think anybody's call, call, calling out the NFL's lack of um, desire to protect quarterbacks. Yeah, no one's and saying I, that. Like, might be a, that might be yeah. a response to the whole Tua situation. Maybe, where, but no one wants to go back to the 80s when, and jacked up and, you know, just like flying through the air, concussion city. It's no. like we just want what – our eyes aren't letting us down. We see the play. We know that's not roughing. Why is it flagged? Right. Because the officials thought it was roughing in real time and are attuned to protect the quarterbacks and err on that side of of the equation rather than the getting it right side of the equation. And they think in the real time they are getting it right to the point where they look at a pool reporter and look at them and say, yes, I'm the only person in America right now who feels this way. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) 
You know, and, I can't believe everyone would disagree. With that. What do you What do you mean I got it wrong? Are you serious? Yeah, we're serious. You blew it, right. and it's infuriating, and it causes fans to think you're on the take. Even, I mean, that's another aspect of this to try and make sure we get this right. And the way I'm saying is, it's refs helping refs. Refs with the ability to call a ref, pick up the flag. That's all we're asking for.